another Saturday in the stew. Yo, yo. Let's see. Yo, so much has happened. Good things? For the most part, no. So I'm not going to dwell on them. <laughs> been a lot there's been a lot of craziness so you know yeah i had some uh you know some ups and downs uh i lost an uncle oh no when did that happen that happened christmas week damn christmas week was rough for me for uh, like every reason in the world at car trouble Mm -hmm. expensive car trouble uh the week before, I had a minor disappointment in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was also looking forward to talking to my therapist on that Wednesday of Christmas week. And he had to reschedule. Uh-oh, the nigga booked and busy, ain't it? Uh, he's starting a new uh, for, uh, counseling firm or whatever. So I was really looking forward to... Uh, <laughs> de-stressing with that nigga that didn't happen I'm just like this is the week from hell yeah I was going through it that week too I was I don't know I just feel like I've been in a whirlwind of just like tasking and working and haven't had time to just breathe like I don't know just feel I mean, you are booked and busy. You are that nigga. Yeah, I feel all over the place. Like, I'm I'm really, 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 like, at the point where I got to stop working for people. I'm getting there. I got to figure out how I'm going to do it. But once I get me a solid plan, like, I just can't. These niggas been having me working fucking between six and eight shifts a week. I'm just like, bro, I I have literally one off day to myself. Yeah. Y'all got me up here on my off day. Then they still be asking to cover other shifts. And I just be like, no, I don't done enough this week. Like, get somebody else to do it. <laughs> get somebody else. Get to somebody do it. else to do it. Why is it always a select few group of people y'all consistently come to? Like other people work their two, three shifts. Or two or three days a week. Do y'all ever call them for shit? No. They ain't gonna answer. That's I'm learning that I need to not be as available. I'll be trying to do it in hopes that like when it comes time for me, that you know what I'm saying, right. it could be some leverage, but no. You gotta look out for yourself in this like corporate work world yeah they don't fucking care even the day that it snowed i was so fucking pissed because i don't think i told you but they were um they were wanting to stay open basically until eight instead of nine which i was just like what is really the difference like that day it had to be i think it was a monday it had to be a monday yeah, it was Monday. And I was a double that day. And I was behind the bar in the morning. And I was serving at night. And I just remember I was so busy at the bar. Like, I hadn't had time to, like, look out the doors or see what was going on with the weather. Like, I could tell it was gray. 
So I just thought it was raining, but I looked outside and saw that the snow was like coming down, like coming down, coming down. And it was sticking. And I looked at one of my guests. I was like, is that snow? And they were just like, yeah, it's been coming down for about an hour. So I'm in between shift change and I'm looking outside and I'm like, oh yeah, this shit is actually sticking. So I go and tell the boss and, you know, to see what they're trying to do about it. I'm just like, so for those of us who work tonight, like, what's the plan? What's going on? Because I know the news said flurries, but this is obviously more than flurries. And the shit is sticking like temperature already fucking low as hell. Soon as the nighttime come, it's going to be dangerous. Like, what's the plan? And they're just like, oh, you know, I think we'll be okay. It's supposed to stop by this time. Didn't stop at the time that they said. No, it did not. (laughs) So we getting into damn near four and five o'clock and I'm just like, bro, this shit done accumulated. You know, it's on the roads. So they're just like, yeah, corporate's telling us, you know, we're just going to close at eight instead of nine. And I'm like, bro, even if we close at eight, that means we still going to have to be in here till after eight because people were still coming in too. like that was the thing. As long as you open people, gonna come people going to come. Yeah. So I'm just like, if we don't close till eight. We're going to be in here until the regular time we would normally be in here until at least 10 o'clock. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So they finally stopped taking people around like 630. So I didn't really get out of there until after eight. And at that point, like it was already so many wrecks, cars on the side of the road, like just with their hazards on. I'm having to find like alternative routes to go home because it's hills and shit. That hill going to y'all restaurant is fucking scary as fuck. I meant to tell you that. that you talking about the town Madison exit? Yes. Yeah. Nigga, I went broad daylight that time. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that, that curve. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I can't go here at night. Hell no. Well, I take, um, so I get, I go down Zert and just hit Slaughter when I'm going home. Um, Because that's the quickest way to put me right back on 72. And so, like, going up Slaughter, you got to go over the train track. And then when you get to that light at Old Madison, it's a hill. Uh So I'm just like, fuck, I can't go this way. So I had to turn left on Old Madison and just try to go down. um, I think it was Hughes. It was either Hughes or Waltriana. I can't remember. So in the midst of doing that, like it's cars lined, it's like five cars lined up that are just like inching and inching and inching and inching. And one of them end up hitting one. And I'm like, bro, my tires sliding all over the road. I'm like, I already drive a car that's low to the ground. This ain't no all wheel drive type shit. Right. So I'm like, it took me 45 minutes to get home because every like step of the way I'm having to think like, am I going to have to do anything that's going to make me come around a curb or come down any incline or anything like that? I was so pissed. I'm just like, bro, they should have thought about this way before now. Like we should not be driving in the dark at nighttime on ice just to make some business. Right. So I don't know, just like... I'd have been at too many jobs where I'd have been like, these jobs do not care about you. No, they don't. Every time you think you at some employer that might give a damn, they don't give a damn. That shit's scary. My dad was out in Madison. It took him two hours, like two and a half hours to get home. Uh, We closed the office early. I left at four. When I left at the office. It was still coming down at that point. Yeah, it was coming down, but you were like, people were like running 
to Kroger, Dollar General, yeah. and be like, let me get some stuff just in case. It was still back. wet enough. At that yeah, point. it was like it was like the temperature was dropping, but it wasn't like at the point to where it was like okay. Yeah. People were like clearly like, all right, I'm seeing the signs. Let me go run and get some stuff just in case. So I leave the office at like four. Um, one of my coworkers called. They were like, "Yo, people are sliding out in Hazel Green." Yeah. So he called me when he got home. He's like, "Yo, did did you get home?" I was like, "Yeah, I got home." Like I went straight. Like I think I stopped at Dollar General, got like some bread, and I went home because I was like, "Yo, if I'm out any longer." I might be in trouble. So he's like, call me in the morning to see how it is and just let me know. So I get ready. Like, I'm in, uh, I'm trying to get out of here and like out of the neighborhood. Nobody's driving because it's, uh, like everybody's still off. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, as soon as I get out of the neighborhood, I'm good. I get out of the neighborhood. I'm going down Morris Mill. I'm like, okay, it's, it's some ice out here, but nigga, I turned on Winchester. That shit was all the way iced up. Slid. I I go I go up and what's the other church on Winchester that's not y'all church? Union Chapel. Union Chapel. I get to by Union Chapel. It's cars all parked. Yeah. In Union Chapel that like going the opposite way. I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers slid. So I'm going down. It's a car in front of me. They're going slow as hell. I'm like, God damn, why are they going so slow? They speed up a little bit. I start going down the hill. I start going too fast. Oof. I hit that brake. I start sliding. I was like, Whoa. that shit is so scary, bro. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, I shouldn't have done this. And I'm, I get down to where I'm about to turn on Meridian. I'm like, I've come too far to just like, at least if I go to work. I get stuck. Yeah. And I was like, so I get on Meridian. Of course, nobody has been driving on Meridian. So it's, it ain't as bad as Winchester because them heels. Mm-hmm. I get to oh, Washington and start sliding again. I'm like, bro, I'm almost there. Bro, the panic in your yes. heart when you sliding. And then I get to work and I'm like, I should not have done that. I didn't have to like. I didn't even do nothing those days, too. That's yeah. what's wild at work. I didn't do nothing Monday and Tuesday, which is unheard of for me. And I was just like, bro, I really risked my life for all of this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it took it took my boss. I'm trying to quit using his name. <laughs> it took my boss two hours to get to work. And they just live 20 minutes away. Yeah. But, like, so my parents are going out of town to Mississippi for my uncle's funeral that same day. So my boss called me. He's like, traffic is crazy out here. I don't know when I'm going to get in. I'm like, it's cool. I ain't doing nothing. My parents called me, like, right after. They're apparently behind him. And he's like, and my dad and my mom are like, so we just turned into your neighborhood, and we're just going to go chill at your house for a little bit. I'm like, all right, bet. I said, uh. My boss is right ahead of y'all, so he says it's bad, so yeah. So they come here, they chill for a little bit, wait for the traffic to come back. Um, My boss waits at uh, St. Mark to try to wait out the traffic, and he said people are just driving crazy. Yeah. Like, he said he's going. Because the sun was out that day, so I bet people thought, like, oh, it's it's clear. He said they were going up 
and you know it's a two if people that don't know it's a two way street um two different sides of the road of course somebody gets impatient decides they're going to run into the other side of the road the left side of the road and a car is coming and my boss is like what the fuck and they hurry up and change lanes but he's like these people are crazy like i don't know what bro this city ain't built for that shit it was huge patches of ice still yeah and i got in my car i think tuesday morning it was like three degrees so you know that shit was bricked up hard ice that's the coldest day i remember in huntsville yeah as an adult yeah i I told my brother that he was like no it used to be cold i was like no you don't understand i don't ever remember single digit three degrees outside and it might just be that i was a kid and i wasn't driving i didn't understand the risk but yeah that's the scariest shit i've seen in huntsville in my life it used to get below below zero before global warming but yeah like once upon a time not too long ago <laughs> i fishtailed a couple of times and i'm just like gripping the steering wheel like oh my god oh Bro, my god oh my god i was driving like a fucking granny i was <laughs> I like swear. i was like i just got this truck back out the shop please don't please. let me raise i spent please. so much i spent over a g christmas week i was depressed nigga yeah <laughs> That's exactly my thoughts. I was like, this is a new car, Lord. Like my windshield and I already got cracked. Like, but I don't need I don't need to be in nobody's ditch. I don't need nobody to hit me. I don't need not to hit nobody. Like, please, Lord. Jesus, please. I saw Avatar, uh, Way of the Water. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That shit was good. Did you see it in 3D? Yeah. Dude, that shit was good as fuck. It was lit. Hey, it was people crying throughout that movie at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good movie. It really was. Like, and it was was, long as hell, though. It was. It was like three and a half hours. Yeah. I started the movie like at, I think I went to it at 11. And I got out. It was almost. It was like three o'clock. Yeah, I went to a late showing too. It was like ten. Didn't get out till after one. No, I went at like daytime. I went at like eleven. Oh, like the the matinee like, hours. Yeah. It was like eight seventy five for a three D movie. Hey, going to the movies on a day off on weekday is you undefeated. Won. You won with hey. that, bruh. A eight seventy five three D movie. I shouldn't have even. I I'm, I was actually pissed when I got there because nobody was at the front to even like check my tickets. I got our tickets online and nobody's with at the front, so I'm just like, yeah. I don't pay fifteen dollars per ticket for nobody to be here to even check right. and see. Like somebody I wanted to, I wanted to go back on the app and refund that shit immediately. Like y'all don't even know if I'm here at this point. We uh, like. I went Christmas week. It was that Wednesday. I think it was Christmas week. It was no, it was the week after Christmas, the Wednesday. So everybody's still off work. So when I ordered the tickets, the only seat w- was at the very back on the very end, mm-hmm. and I was like, or in the very front. I was like, oh, shit, I'm taking that very back seat. I'm watching it like. 
I watched the first Avatar, but I wasn't like mind blown off the first Avatar. Yeah, I didn't watch the first one. I just heard this one was so good. I was like, might as well go. I was emotionally invested in this one. Bruh, this one. That thing was hit. I tell you, it was so many points in the movie that just was like, I don't know. They were really good at like keeping your attention and like there was so many detail like it was just so many plots going on like wait a minute who is her mom who is her right where who she belongs to why they got all these fingers and they don't like what like and, and then some of it if you had watched the first one you would have known some of it but they did so much world building in this one that mm-hmm. you kind of didn't have to watch the first one um bro it like they <laughs> Like when they got to the uh, water and the water people, I was like, "Oh, sea Samoans, the, the sea people, yeah, <laughs> literally. These are sea Pacific literally. Islanders." <laughs> when they got there and uh, the queen was sizing up, uh, what's the blue man wife name? Anyway, yeah. But when Zoe she, when she stood scared. up, I was like, "Yeah, girl, that's right. You you stand up for your man." <laughs> Right, I'm stand up to this bitch right here, my man, my man, my man. She's like, he just led us to this many victories. Right, it's like that's right, bitch. <laughs> stand by your man, stand your ground, stand up, stand up. <laughs> it was a good movie. It really was. So many sad parts. All right, I'm about to make an edit right here because, okay, so the part spoilers. Well, I'm gonna cut this part out anyway. Fuck it. The part where the son dies. <laughs> yeah, that shit was sad. And then his ceremony, like. <sighs> Bro, and also, like, watching it, because you're like, you know, all of the blue people represent indigenous people. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, this what happened. <laughs> this is really what happened to me. I, I really felt bad, though, for his little brother. Cause he he was just in that that phase of life where he, he felt like everything he was invincible, but at the same time, like he was going through shit, and he felt like everything was his fault, and like it was him who had sent his brother back, and then for that to happen, it's just like damn. Hate to say it, hope it don't sound ridiculous. It was his fault. <laughs> Everything that it happened was, in that movie was his fault. But just imagine like feeling that guilt. I couldn't imagine feeling that guilt. And then plus his brother was like the good son. The protector. The, right, the awesome warrior and everything. And, and the he dad got, had already been getting on his ass about all the shit he was doing wrong. Fighting right. them niggas. And <laughs> That's a good ass fucking movie, That's bro. That's a great movie. Bruh, I can't wait to see the next one. Because they already, uh, they filmed multiple sequels at the same time. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the next one is supposed to be, like, right after. And I'm like, I ain't gonna lie. When they were talking about, uh, like, with James Cameron, it's like, it's gonna be, like, four or five movies. I'm like, nigga, I don't want to see Avatar four or five. Now I do want to yeah, see Avatar. Got to see that. Hey, he got me. James Cameron is a weirdo. And that's the most expensive movie of all time to shoot. Yeah. James Cameron is one of the goats. Let's just run down some of his fucking movies. Terminator. Terminator 2. Titanic. Avatar 1 and 2. 
Forget everything else. The nigga got hits. Hey, that nigga <laughs> paid that, as fuck. <laughs> right. All my niggas is rich as fuck. As fuck. Bruh, he was developing technology to shoot these movies too and wrote and directed them. I gotta give him respect. He's a weirdo. Like, I mean, who invents a whole race of like people just to explore like indigenous people? Which is crazy because like you couldn't make like a typical old school cowboy and Indian movie. Yeah. So he had to make like some new school cowboy yeah. and Indian shit. Yeah. And it works. Yeah, some futuristic cowboy Indian. Can we just talk about, like, the actual, the sea graphics and, like... That shit was insane. The lights, the animals, the plants, the... The scene where those whale-like things come back. Yeah. And then, like, the sea babies are, like, like, swimming. I'm like... This shit is all fake. This shit is crazy. Because, yeah. like, it's different times. I'd be like, this shit, how did they shoot this? And I'm like, this is all computers. I'm like, bruh, hey, they got me. I'm an Avatar fan now. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm rooting for the blue people. I like, right. I like to see people, but, like, they did what they had to do in foreign territory. Talk about how fast they learned to fucking swim, too. I know. It's like they, they've been tree people their entire life. They go to the ocean like, nigga, this is just like the fucking trees. I think them niggas adapted in like a couple days, it seemed like. Right. Like, yeah. And then, like, bruh, even the animals that were in it, like, you felt the animals. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, that one. I can't remember. I it's too many names of creatures and shit. I ain't done a deep dive again. But that one whale like thing, when it came time for war, the that nigga one. was that nigga was about that action. Wasn't that one uh Tullum or Tulum? It was something like that. Yeah. That nigga was about that action. Yeah. When he got on that boat, he said, fuck the frail <laughs> shit. <laughs> When my coat come in, you gotta use the scales that the way the whales with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was just a great movie. Probably one of the best movies I've seen in a while in theaters. Yeah. Wakanda Forever is up there, but it's just it was so sad. Yeah. Avatar was like an event. Yeah. Like it was just like, yo. It was such an event. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it again. Like, <laughs> one is too long. Right. It's almost like Titanic. One and done. <laughs> I, I have I have seen Titanic in totality probably twice in my life. Yeah, I've seen it once, and that's enough. My my sister had it on VHS, and I only saw it once. Yeah, I was like, you know, I got the point of it. <laughs> it's four hours, one I big sad it. movie, right? But like, yeah, it, that shit was good. That was a good. That was definitely a good. A uh, blockbuster movie. I haven't seen Top Gun too, but I, I feel like that would be like those are like the movies we grew up with. Yeah, I feel like, like I could watch that one at home and be okay though. Yeah. Um. So like, I was hanging at Bridge Street. I went to uh, Fat Tuesdays. <laughs> that mm. shit was crazy. How was it? It was dope. What'd uh, you get? I got one of the pre-made uh, slushies that already had alcohol. 
and uh, I added two shots of vodka to it. And so you was lit lit. Well, it was fun. What flavor did flavor did you get? I got. I think it was like a cherry flavor. It was like one of the pre-made drinks, like the pre-made uh, cocktails they had, mm-hmm. like suggestions for. And I just added two extra shots of Tito's. But yeah, so that was fun. This is another thing. This is this is a brief uh, thing I thought about. <laughs> so, like, we just went through the holidays. The thing about the holidays that people who are married or whatever don't realize is Christmas is the Super Bowl of cuffing season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, cuffing season, let's just break it down, like, in football terms. Around August, September, that's when you want to start finding your prospects. Start going on dates, a.k.a. games. You know, you just go yeah. into a couple of games, you see how the, how the roster is performing, mm-hmm. other things. First big test. Hall- well, it's not the first big test. The first fun test is Halloween. True. Are you going to do some like cutesy some type? Cute, of yeah. yeah, it's like, let's see how your record is in the regular season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then you get to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is practice. Thanksgiving is like almost like the playoffs, you know? No, Thanksgiving is the wild card game. Yeah. That's where you try to see if you go get the series running for the playoffs, which is Christmas. Right. Need all the decorating and shit. That's the playoff shit. You get you you buy the matching pajamas and everything. You don't know if you gonna get to wear the matching pajamas, but y'all done playing the shit ahead of time. Y'all done talked about whether or not you're gonna do gifts. Right. It's like all the cutesy like cuffing season shit. You to cut off everybody else in your roster. You to locked in. This is the person you want to go with. Christmas come. If you ain't got pictures on the gram or Facebook in the match of pajamas with the dogs and all the shit, hey, you didn't make it. You didn't make it, dog. You lost the playoffs. You you lost. You, you didn't, out the game. You didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Now it ain't no New Year's kiss. <laughs> the New Year's kiss is <sighs> that's like the, the solidifier. That's the Pro Bowl. That's, that's where that's like the... you all NFL. <laughs> you like. <laughs> You that nigga. That's, that's where you make it official. Like, okay, we started dating on New Year's. Also, if you're years into the uh, Pro Bowl, New Year's is when engagements happen. Mm, Christmas mm-hmm. and New Year's is like engagement central. That whole week, people getting engaged left and right. Left and right. People that have put their years in. Yep. What would Valentine's Day be? I feel like Valentine's Day is almost like an exhibition. It's almost like in the NBA, like it's the all-star game in the middle of the season. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a heat check. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, let me, let me see how I'm doing. A little temp check. Also, Valentine's Day is the final holiday before hot girl summer. True. 
if you locked it down in Valentine's Day, you going in the summer with a bay, y'all legit. It might end. <laughs> but y'all locked in. For that, yeah. What other holiday? It's, I feel like, I don't feel like there's a big thing like on like 4th of July. Yeah. 4th of July is strictly for families. Family, yeah. It's like either y'all have been together for years and y'all got your whole u- little unit. Y'all might got a dog or some shit. Mm-hmm. Or you got kids and they all wearing the old navy red, the white, red, and blue shirts. <laughs> <laughs> the fireworks t-shirts. Right. That's, hey, that's that part of cuffing season. That's like cuffing off season. True. Like you, you, you might have a little pickup game. That's here preseason. Right. That is exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's cuffing preseason. That's where you get in condition. You know, right. to get back in the game. <laughs> Conditioning season, training camp. Right, and then like you got the little exhibition games because you know you got some scrimmages. You know, that's really what it is. You testing. You kind of testing your prospects going to cuffing season. Like, okay, I got this little summer fleet. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah. me see how this shit work out in the yeah. fall when the temperature change when, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, when your hormones ain't on front. Yeah, <laughs> damn. And then, then we get to winter. And ladies and gentlemen, if you did not make the playoffs, winter is cold as fuck. It's another cold December. Hey. <laughs> a frozen tundra <laughs> it is negative six degrees <laughs> can't no blanket keep you warm enough can't you, no matter how much you turn the heat up you still at home alone <laughs> it's an ice box where your heart used to be all of that that is how it is bro the seasons of cuffing damn why I gotta be this way? <laughs> God, why me? Why, why was not chosen? Why? Like you know how hard? Well, I mean, of course you know how hard it is. Just yeah. getting on Instagram, you're like that shit's so fucking cute. But I hate everybody. <laughs> like, oh, oh, it's so nice. Ugly <laughs> <laughs> okay. ass bitches, right? Man, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be happy for folks, but hating low key. Right? You're like, oh, yeah, that is cute. Ain't that cute? Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. And then you just be like, well, good for y'all. I guess I'm going to drink when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> but at, least, at least I got a bottle of wine at home. Right. Like, I got that bottle of whiskey to keep me warm. <laughs> I don't got nothing else. I got some wine at home. Right. Just loan me two dollars. <laughs> Woo wee. What a time to be 34. Bro. I um I made a list 2022 X. <laughs> You know, they were doing that whole ick challenge on TikTok. Okay. Okay. So, my first one, <laughs> some of these are just petty and stupid. And these are the icks of 2022. 2022 icks. Hopefully, we can um, get to a better place in 2023. But so, my first one is non flushable wipes. Because 
if you're going to make some that can be flushed, why not make them all flushable? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would anybody choose non-flushable wipes over flushable wipes? Why would I want to just throw away my dookie? We, right. I'm right. Just like, do y'all know what we using wipes <laughs> right. for? Right. right. We wiping our asses right. with these. <laughs> We're not going to put this in the trash. Right. Even if it says non-flushable, I'm flushing them bitches. I don't care. <laughs> like, Fuck the, the septic fight. system just gonna have to see me <laughs> i'm but not just, throwing this in my fucking trash i just can't understand that like what really is the point of a non-flushable wipe you know anyway um payment convenience fees yes. if you're not gonna allow me to bring you cash or a regular check so that I have to pay online or go get a cashier's check because that's inconvenient as fuck. Why are you going to charge me an extra $5 to use my debit card? Right. Why are you charging me to pull this money out immediately? This is faster for everybody. Why does Huntsville Utilities charge me for something? <laughs> Why do I have to go to a third party system? That's going to charge me 183 Yes. Just because I'm paying over the phone. Even when I'm paying early. I don't understand. It's just like everything is a fucking scam. Yeah. But that shit pisses me off. I'm like, rent is already high enough. Right. Y'all want to tax just because I'm paying online? What sense does that make? Right. This is 2023. We paying everything online now. Right. Everything is online. We're global economy, baby. What the fuck are y'all doing? And I just want to know, like, where's that extra $5 going? They pocket. To pay for their system, allegedly. Anyway. <laughs> um, The second one, this is a makeup artist. It's just been like this trend of just like unblended under eye concealer. It's really starting to get to me. Like, we went through this whole phase in the makeup world of getting to the soft glam and everything soft everything blended everything natural everything neutral but now i'm starting to see this trend where makeup artists are literally like bringing concealer all the way out to the temples and then like not blending it in that area so it is like it's a very visible like sharp line of demarcation and I don't understand. And I just I just want that to stop. I don't understand it. It's giving puzzle piece. It's giving puzzle piece. We didn't work this hard. We don't have all these beauty influencers and creators on YouTube showing us how to blend to go back to not blending shit out. So I just want to, I don't want to see that no more. I don't understand it. Can I make a brief uh, yeah. attitude? Yeah. I have no, I apparently there's a thing with barbers like now uh barbers like there's a like sometimes when they do the straight uh edge it'll be like it'll look like a little white thing around your line so me being an old ass nigga anytime i leave you know i'll wash my face again so i won't have that because that's clearly dead skin yeah apparently in some of these bigger cities 
that's like a thing that's an to where they yeah they're they have drawing it on. yeah they're drawing yeah. white lines on their edges to make it look fresh. But to me, being a country ass nigga and a real like nigga, that I, 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 that shit. Look they do it on the fuck. beard lineups too. Yeah, I don't like that uh-uh. shit, bro. I don't want no white outline <laughs> around my fucking mouth, nigga. I don't understand that either and I don't like it like what you can't make this shit look crispy without this white outline right and then that shit just make me feel dirty uh, yeah and I be trying to look I, I be trying to exfoliate you know I'm trying to be a new nigga <laughs> we gonna talk about that also later later not a soft nigga but a new nigga mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah they, that needs to stop I don't I don't understand that trend like if you can't make your hairlines and beard lines look clean without having to do all that extra shit, what's the point of going to barber? To me, that's a cover up. It's just like that's an easy way to try to like cover up some shit that you might have fucked up. To me, yeah, or just try to show that your line ain't new. Which right now, look, I don't give a fuck right now. But ain't that the whole point of getting a haircut? Right, and getting lined up. I want to look fresh, bro. Like I don't. I want to look. What the, what the old niggas say? Casket sharp. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, next one, which I, I touched on this one before, but I felt like it was important to bring it back up. Club she- club section prices and cheap hookahs in them sections. I just feel like, what is these dollars going to? Right. Are y'all making a profit? Is this going strictly to the bottle girl? Like, how is this working? Like, why are y'all charging us this luxury fee and we're getting non-luxury things? Like, give us the experience. Right. If you're going to sell me the experience and the vibe, give me the vibe, baby. If I'm paying upwards of $300 in anybody's section, I don't care if I'm in Vegas or not. It better be a fucking experience. Right. And also, I just feel like, so I understand, you know, bottle girls, they got to they gotta shake and move. They got to be around, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, I feel like if I'm paying $300 or more, I need my bottle girl to be right here waiting on everything that we need. Yeah. I shouldn't have to wait 30 minutes for her to come back and check up. Because now my drink low and I got to get up and go to the bar. When I done bought this whole section so I could keep right. my ass in my section. I want VIP treatment, baby. Now I got to go and tip the bar. No. No. Absolutely If, if I'm not. getting a VIP treatment, I need somebody right here at any second that I might need them. Yep. Period. Like, they should be able to notice when my drink getting low, when the hookah call need to be changed, if some spills and they need to get it up. We need hookah techs also. I, we don't need no this fine ass <laughs> shit. I need like the nerdiest I nigga need a they got. Attendee. Right. I, I need the nerdiest nigga they got in the back to be like, well, actually, if you have the coals this way, then. <laughs> Do you like, hear me? Right. Change I, my coals out every 30 minutes. Right. I, give me a hookah tech. Especially if we got five people on this shit. This shit going to have to be changed right. way more often than once on the hour. I want a nigga in glasses and. A, a, a terrible fate or terrible part that just be like, well, actually, you know, that's the, that's the right, the right hookah molasses you want to use is this kind. It better be an Arabian nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Go 
who know all the inners and outers of hookahs. Who could take right here <laughs> setting this shit up? Right. Oh no, no, uh, bad bitch from down the street. Give me a nigga to know. And then we need more flavor options. Yeah, you go in them in some of these places. They either got one or two flavors. Meh. If it's not a specific, if it's not a hookah bar, if it's not just directly, you know, selling hookah. You go in these bitches, they got, oh, we have watermelon mint and we have orange mint. What? God damn, you ain't got no shit without mint. Y'all ain't got no cherry, no blueberry, regular watermelon. I cannot mix my flavors. Right. Why can't I mix my flavors? You giving me a vibe, but you saying I can't mix my goddamn flavors? And y'all need to be having the premium shisha. Because some of these shits be gross yes and everything you can't put mint behind it and think it's gonna be good and it's only certain shit that mint is gonna compliment yep and that's where niggas fuck up they blocking their own blessings bro we got it just we do better <laughs> like i know we're in the time where everybody wants to feel important everybody wants to live a celebrity life so y'all capitalizing off of people you know, coming in, blowing money on getting sections and bottles and this, that, and the third. But if I ever go into another establishment where I done already bought the section and y'all charging me five times the price of a bottle because I want an extra bottle. First of all, if I'm paying $300 for a section, it should be two bottles off rip. Off rip. I know both them bottles on combined don't make a hundred dollars. I'm saying if y'all sell me two thirty five dollars of of alcohol market price for a hundred dollars, y'all still making forty dollars off of that. Like, give me this dollars off of that. Like, look, bro. I saw this like this lady on TikTok. She read the fuck out of like. She was talking about Atlanta black restaurants, but that shit applies to everybody. Too many of these like establishments, they just be trying to get the money off it. And I understand you trying to make your money, but you got to sell me an experience and a vibe. It got to be worth it. You just selling me an aesthetic at this point. And I don't, bro. I I, can set my own aesthetic up. Right. I'm a fly ass nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I could, I could make some shit happen. Right. I'd have made shit happen with less. Uh, look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we need to, like we need a club to just sell, make your own adventure. I can make this shit dope as fuck. And y'all can bring me in and I'll set the mood for everybody. I'll be a hookah tech. I know how to make hookah. But yeah. These it, people are just capitalizing off of knowing that people just want to put this shit on social media. And knowing that people just want to look like somebody. And I, I, I especially don't like it that it seems like every black establishment will be like, oh, them niggas in Atlanta do it. Fuck them goddamn Wakandans. Them niggas in Atlanta also scamming the fuck out of people. Right. That, that money ain't the same here, bro. You got engineers and fucking... You got p- black professionals mm-hmm. that want quality off the shit that they yeah. paying for. Don't be selling us a fucking hype dream. And I'm not one of them black professionals, but I 
hope to be one of those black professionals. Right. So I take offense. I got a to black professional mindset. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got so, black enterprise on my mind. Treat me as such. But another right. thing is like, if I'm also paying this much money for this damn booth, also give us designated parking. Give me the experience, baby. Because, number one, if I'm paying for a booth, I'm not showing up early just to make sure I can get a park. No. I'm coming at regular club show-up time. That's after 10. And it don't make no sense that I I can't park close. Especially in Huntsville. If the club happens to be packed. If I've already paid for my booth, make sure that I can park and get in that bitch. Niggas ain't selling the experience. Look, but when a suburban pod club opens i'm so we selling the experience god damn it we having all the shit we gonna have the swear we gonna have spy guy as the uh hookah tech he gonna come out he gonna tell you the exact measurements of every shit and like we selling the experience baby these niggas will throw some led strip lights on some shit and think they doing something but i guarantee you you give me a shitty Section experience that'll be the last three hundred dollars you get up off of me. Now, if this, if this shit was actually something that I felt like was worth it, I'm gonna be eager to come back or tell other people to come back. Right. I feel like most of these fucking new business people are scammers, low key. They are, and they're not trying to make customer service or anything else the like the goal. Going to the club is a scam. I mean, because you buy a drink and it's three times more than what it costs at the liquor store. Off rip. You go get a martini, it's $16. You can make a martini at home for $5 a glass. Motherfuckers paying $12 for a Long Island Island iced tea with well drinks. Crown and cranberry, $11. Why? The devil is a fucking lie. Why? Like, it's just getting ridiculous. That's what look, bro. When we open our club, hey, premium experience. We gonna have valets. We gonna have also spy guys gonna be working as a valet. He gonna be parking car. This nigga knows how to drive. Trust me. <laughs> give me, give me all of that. If it's raining, you better come out with an umbrella. Yeah, give, give me give the Mister Bentley experience. Give me the the. Uh, what do we call that at work? The puddle hop experience. That's what it's called. Whenever you the get, puddle hop. Whenever that, you ooh, get that's people the name out their cars umbrella. <laughs> this, give me the puddle hop service. This is the name of the episode. The come, puddle hop come service. Come get me with your umbrella. Come get me. <laughs> Just ooh. What other icks you got, sis? The scam. Um. My other ick is people on social media whose personality has nothing to do with actual personality. <laughs> like there's so many social media accounts of people who literally only lip sync to other people's sounds and videos. Yep. They never use their real voice. They it's only all about their looks. Mm-hmm. Um or people have accounts that are just strictly about sex and everything sex and not just sex educations. No, like just straight up just saying whatever filthy, stupid ass shit come on your mind. It's one TikTok of this dude I found the other day. 
He's Hispanic, but he's like six eight. And that's all he talks. The first video I saw, it came up on my for you page, which was like when you're Hispanic and you're six eight, and it was just showing him around like his other family members and some more bullshit. So I went to his page. I was like, I wonder what he does. Like, I wonder if he's an athlete, blah, blah, blah. Because there's not too many 6'8 niggas out here. Like, he must be doing something. When I tell you every single caption on every single one of his videos was when you're 6'8 and this. When you're 6'8 doing this. When you're 6'8 trying to do this. And I'm just like, so you literally have an entire account solely about being 6'8. Yeah. There's nothing else interesting about you you're you're just a good looking dude who happens to be a tall hispanic and that's all you got also another nigga with strictly videos of him lip syncing to other videos you never hear his voice i'm just like y'all don't even be personable on here why we can't hear your voice why you can't talk for yourself they just trying to make thirst traps that move and caption. I'm I'm bored. Big yawn. Like, <laughs> let me hear you talk about some real life shit. Here's, Switch it up a little bit. Here's one of Juice's icks. <laughs> <laughs> These motherfuckers that have appropriated soft life, which is apparently a thing like in Nigeria, and made it to where, well, first, black women appropriated it. Doing all these things by soft life, mm-hmm. soft life. It's my soft girl era. Which is, I think, supposed to just mean embracing femininity. Yeah. But now these clown ass new niggas have tried to make soft life of a black man. Ugh. And they've made all these skits of just stupid shit of them like watering plants and playing with their dog or reading books. And he's like, little nigga. Niggas been doing that shit forever. Like, why is this soft life and not just your day-to-day life? I am a 34-year-old man. And apparently, uh, described by these new niggas, I could be labeled as a soft black man. (laughs) First of all, as a 34-year-old man, I would never call myself soft. Because soft, to us... Implies a whole other thing. A whole other thing. And yeah, you can't reappropriate soft culture. <laughs> also, I am a nigga who is like, bro, like this gonna sound crazy. Well, it's not gonna sound crazy. So a couple weeks ago, I had I woke up and I cleaned my house. I uh went and got a haircut. May have hung out with somebody. And I had a therapy session that night. That is what these niggas were trying to say is a soft life. To me, that's just being a fully functional grown man on my off day. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to rest, trying to make sure I handle some shit, but I'm also trying to have fun. On my off days, things I try to do, the three things I always try to do is laundry, have a nice meal, either somewhere or here, and probably get a haircut. Mm-hmm. If I can get two out of those three things done, this is a successful off day to me. Also, if I get some sleep, because I get to finally sleep in. Mm-hmm. So, the idea that these new niggas is trying to make that to be like, oh, I'm different from other men. Like, yeah. No, nigga, you do the exact same shit we do. Normal, everyday people do this shit. 
and you're also really feeding into toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. because you're making it seem like these are things that normal men don't do and normal men always have done these things i think black women have also abused the soft life trend and conflated it with luxury and it's just like just because you're wanting to have a softer life does not also mean that you have to spend more or buy designer things or you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a softer life. What I thought it meant was just living your life without stress, stress and struggle and just being able to comfortably move through your life on a day-to-day basis. You know what I'm saying? Being able to do things that make you happy. I've been seeing a lot of these soft life TikToks that have to do with luxury unboxings and always going to the spa or these extravagant ass vacations. And it's just like, you know, that's all cool and well, like I'm happy for you. That is a part that couldn't, that can be a part of, the soft life era or trend or whatever that you're trying to establish for yourself. But at the same time, like I just see a lot of it having to do with money and materialism versus actual like peace of inner peace. And you know what I'm saying? Like that's what it's supposed to be about. For me, it feels like I've been frustrated with that, but I've also wondered if that is part of, our black American, African American experience to try to uh, make a division between us and these other niggas. Yeah. It's like still, I'm, I'm built different. It's still a form of assimil- assimilation. Yeah. It's white. It's trying to get towards that capitalist dream of like the white American dream. Mm-hmm. And we're just putting a spin on and being like, this is a stress free life. Because like for most of us, not having to worry about money or other things like that is the the ultimate idea of stress-free life. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's what our Nigerian cousins and people were talking about when they did that. So, yeah, that's definitely it for me. Yeah, because it's like, okay, you might have this Chanel bag, but does that mean your life's off? No. <laughs> right. Like, what? Like how much stress did you have to have to get that to Chanel get that bag? bag. And is that really soft life or is that just... And now that you have it, is your life softer than it was before you bought it? Is you stunting on me, sis? Making it your life Oh, you think easier? you better than me? Oh. <laughs> you think you ate? This bitch and she cute. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, let's, let's get out of that whole mentality of soft life equals... Luxury. Dropping thousands of dollars on everyday things. Um, pressure to buy a home versus rent an apartment Talk we talked about, about this before too but I feel I'm I'm getting real tired like <laughs> I'm growing more and more tired than I ever was before and it'd be like these new realtors that's just getting in the game that'll ask you know where you living how much your rent is and you just be like okay what is your 
what is you, what are you getting at? And they went, oh, well, you know, I do real estate. Yeah. Of course you do, nigga. You ever thought about buying a home? No. <laughs> <laughs> I put that out of my dream, sir. I'm a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It's a, you know, it's an investment. It's a blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, it's also a headache for me right now. Like, all right. I don't need any more unachievable dreams on my face. <laughs> I'm okay. I don't got time to worry about a yard, keeping grass cut, taking care of roofs if shit happen, electrical issues, buying appliances. I just don't have time for that right now. Right. It's Plus, very- it's just me by myself. Like... <laughs> It's also dope to live in a house and have a landlord. Yeah. People bitch about it, but no, I can make a call be like, yo, the AC is out and he got it fixed for me. And it's not on me. Right. And it's not no, like, well, what did you do? It's like, no, there's no more wear and tear. It's a house. That's what happens. Like right now, my refrigerator is fucking up. It's brand new. They're going to have to fix it. Even if it was old, it ain't on me. They got to fix it. Right. If that shit happens in my own house, for one, I probably bought the refrigerator. Right. And yeah. now I got to call somebody and mm-hmm. then I got to pay them. Mm-hmm. And then you got to worry about all that shit. It's like buying a home ain't the flex it is for some people. Renting a home and having, everybody. Renting a home and having to pay for like lawn care and shit or leaves. On 35-year-old trees. <laughs> yeah. It's a little expensive. I'm sick of it. I'm good where I'm at. Thank you so much. Um, and then also, I'm just like, don't you think people that are interested in buying homes have already hit up people about buying homes? Right. Did you think you're the only real estate agent in this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Did you think that I never had that thought or... That you were going to be able to persuade me with all these bullshit-ass bullet points that you got. I don't give a fuck about no investment, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to make it to tomorrow. Okay. I'm like, oh, good times. Just looking out of the window. Oh, you're paying this in rent. You could have... Three more bedrooms. Yeah. Three more bedrooms and equity and home ownership and blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, so and a bigger liability than all the shit I got signed up now. Let's say I get this whole homeowner title. What does that do for me in society? Really? It makes you a real American. That's what they be trying to like really say. Like y'all be acting like that homeowner badge is just like really something that gets you to the next level in life like no i think it does but i don't think it's like i don't think everybody needs to be a homeowner they act like everybody needs to be a homeowner i am a single woman no children no pets (laughs) i need enough square footage for my furniture in my living room my clothes and my shoes when are you going to become a pet mom, though? I feel like you'd be, like, the perfect bougie pet too mom. Too expensive right now. <laughs> <laughs> too expensive, honey. They be charging rent for these pets. Yeah, I was paying rent for Cooper. <sighs> Can't do it. Thought about it. Can't do it. Um. So, yeah, that's just really annoying. Like, leave me alone, okay? 
<laughs> if I want a home, I will go to somebody. Right. I know enough realtors. We went to high school with enough realtors. Everybody got their real estate license at this point. COVID changed the fucking world when it came to that type of shit. It really, bruh, it's so <laughs> shit. I be like looking back over like, man, if I had just gotten to this at the right time, if yeah. I had bought a house with Spy Guy was trying to tell me to buy a house. I don't know. With real estate, it still honestly baffles me that realtors get out and do that type of stuff. Because it's just like the same way we look for apartments online. If I was wanting to look for a home, I would probably be online first. Yeah. Like back in the day, you know, you just had to see realty advertisements to call a realtor if you see a house that you wanted. Right. Nowadays, I could just go on fucking line. Just go on Zillow and do my own work. <laughs> like, leave me alone with the pressure, bro. But they be, like, real estate agents do have, a, like, a role, though. Like, they be closing deals, loopholes and shit because they got connections. It's almost like a lawyer type of thing. Like, yeah, you can do it yourself, but having a lawyer with connections and everything get you to the promised land a little bit quicker but yeah i'm not saying i'm safe obviously i'll get a house when i get one what other eggs you got yeah two more so the next one is shadow banning personal and and non-personal so i was on tiktok the other day granted i follow a lot of people just because i started tiktok during the pandemic it just was following bitches i thought was funny any dance videos, musical videos, any of that I followed, whatever. But if I'm on the for you side of things, every now and then they sprinkle they sprinkle in some of the people that you follow as well on your for you page. Right. Honestly, I feel like TikTok just needs to be one straight feed. Like Yeah. It don't need to be a for you and a following because if I'm following the people, their shit is going to pop up in my for you. So just put everything on one feed anyway. But I just I realized that this one girl I follow, her name is Maya Knight. I used to love watching her videos. She's a young mom. She got twins. Um, Her story was kind of crazy, like how she got pregnant. She didn't know it because she had taken so many pregnancy tests and they all came up negative. But then when she found out she was pregnant, it was way too late. Then she found out she was having twins, and then she had a whole traumatic experience. So I've been following her story for a while, watching her babies grow up. They are super cute. Um, Their names are Scout and Violet, but she calls them Scotch and Vodka, which is (laughs) hilarious. Anyway, I realized that I hadn't seen her on none of my For You no more. And I was just like, damn, I wonder if anything happened. So now I'm going to have to search. And I'm just like, TikTok, why y'all making me go through all this? She's supposed to be popping up in my shit. Now I got to go search and check and make sure if Scotch and Vodka is okay. Don't know if they are because I didn't see that she didn't stop posting them. Now I don't know what the hell going on. (laughs) Like, y'all messing up the vibe, bro. Like, I'm supposed to be able to scroll through my shit and see what I want and some other things that might be interesting. Y'all fucking shit up. And then y'all also fucking up these people's views who actually make money off of this shit, fucking up their exposure. Like what, yeah. what really is the point of shadow banning? I feel like it only comes at the cost of the content creator. And I don't like that because we, we are content creators. Yeah. So like, I look at it that it's different. People who make livelihoods out of this shit, like 
it's unfair and you can see it too like because on tiktok you can see the amount of views a video has before you even play it and this particular girl she her videos always high numbers like millions of likes hundreds of thousands of views and then you go to some of her most recent videos and her likes have diminished to just like a thousand and something. And it's just like, how does this person who usually gets a million likes go all the way down to a couple thousand? Like, yeah. y'all are fucking people shit up. Right. And she also does, you know, paid partnerships. But if they're not getting the views, she not getting the same amount of money. Like, why are y'all putting people through that? What is the reason? It's because they're trying trying to put a cap on people's money. They're trying to sp- make spread the wealth, and they're just capping people's potential. That's annoying. Uh, my last one is very petty, but I'm also sick of it. Yeah. I want y'all to know yeah. that the word is espresso and not espresso. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to drive that in. It is spelled E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O. There is not a single X in that bitch. Okay? I know it's so easy to say espresso. I know it is. I know it is. <laughs> But it's still also just as easy to say espresso. As an espresso ass nigga. Because I am a country ass fucking nigga. It's so fucking hard to say espresso. It's really not. Like who got y'all? Who started that shit? It was that first country ass cousin that went to the city and she's like, yeah, I was drinking some espresso. No. It's like, so that's how you say that. People word. come to the bar and be like, can I get an espresso martini? And I'll be like, ugh. <laughs> you don't even deserve espresso. Because you can't You can't say, say it. it. <laughs> also, but I, also, I feel sympathy with other aspiring bougie ass niggas because <laughs> it's tons of words I can't express because this Alabama and Mississippi accent has fucked me in many ways. <laughs> but I be liking nice shit. I just can't say the nice shit I'm trying to get. It's okay, friend, but I'm here to help. <laughs> it's espresso. I feel like I need to be a grammar teacher for the hood niggas, for the country niggas. I got y'all. You, hey, you be saving me. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I'm here for the pronunciations. Like, I'm here for the phonics. I can read I can read shit all day, but when I hear certain shit like like spelled out, it, like pronounced, I'm like, oh, so that's how you say it. Yeah. Speaking of which, our last episode we talked about uh TJ Holmes and I called him Lou Tellus. <laughs> and <laughs> apparently that's not how you say his name. Apparently you pronounce it Ladius. What? L-O-U-T-I-L-I-O-U-S is pronounced Ladius. But my country ass nigga is like, Lutellus? It's funny. I'm a that real nigga Creole or what? It has to be Creole. Because like me reading it with like an English pronunciation, the way you see it is Lutellius or Lutellus. He looked like a Creole nigga now that I think of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's what it is. 
That nigga living his best life. He didn't file for divorce. He out here taking pictures with. Oh, he filed. Yes. The nerve. <laughs> a toxic nigga all the way through the and through. Nerve. But you know what? I would rather, if you're going to cheat on me, I would rather for you to go ahead and end it. You should have done that before you cheated, but if you're ending it, you standing up in your shit. I've, yeah, that's shit. we got I feel like I was going to talk about um, the DeMar Hamlin and Skip Bayless whole <sighs> yes we can talk about we can definitely talk about that that's all that's the only other thing I had uh, we got to talk about Megan and Tori that's oh all. yeah 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 okay so as everybody knows is listening to this because this was a nationally televised game on Monday Night Football the Bills were playing uh fuck. Don't ask me. Oh, Bills and Bengals. So the Buffalo Bills were playing the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night football. And um defensive back um DeMar Hamlin uh had like it was a standard tackle. And he stood up and he collapsed on field. And they brought the paramedics in and they were working on him on the field. Allegedly, they said that he had to been resuscitated twice after CPR measures. But we know at least that they were doing CPR with him on the field. Luckily, they didn't show that live on TV. Yeah, that would have been a little traumatic. Yeah, because, yeah, seeing somebody actually perform CPR. On a lifeless body is something that nobody needs to see unless they have to see it. Mm-hmm. So it's been outpouring for Demar Hamlin. Uh, people were praying on the field. People were praying around America. Everybody was all hands on deck, being like, "Let's make sure this twenty-four-year-old man, as much as we can help, which is just prayer, we all gonna be some prayer warriors in this country." <laughs> No matter what faith you in, pray to whatever you got to pray to, but mm-hmm. hopefully this young man pulls through. While this young man is on the field, uh, Skip Bayless, who is a legendary hater and a fucking just bitch-ass motherfucker, was, made a tweet to where he was like, um, how does the NFL handle this schedule? And the importance of this game, which seems important, seems unimportant now. Yeah, somebody's fighting for their life. Right. And Twitter was like, okay, nigga, this is the last straw. We're tired of your shit. This is the same Skip Bayless who has mocked and ridiculed LeBron James since he got into the league. To the point that a couple months ago, he was ridiculing LeBron's son. What? Yes. Saying that, yeah, his dad would have went for the dunk instead of a layup. Like, this is a sick-ass nigga. People be saying he's not racist. I don't, I didn't think he was racist until, like, the shit with Shannon Sharp. 
where he told him to put his, his glasses, glasses back, back on. on. I was like, mm-mm. Nah. I seen somebody comment. They're like, he's not racist. He was raised by a black woman. I said, yeah, it's plenty of white kids that was raised by black women back in the day. Before, like, all the Shannon shit came out, I, I would have been the same type of person. Like, I didn't think he was racist, but yeah. I also didn't think Donald Trump was racist until he started running for president. Yeah. Like, I was almost like, yeah, he's just doing this shit to play to the crowd. Nah, that nigga's full on racist. I don't put nothing past no white man with a voice. <laughs> sad but true. In a public platform. Hey, sad but true. I feel it. <sighs> the way that just, especially in sports, the way that white sports analysts talk about athletes is so reminiscent of I hate to say it hope I don't sound ridiculous <laughs> of like slavery I'm not saying it's the exact same thing I'm not saying that people being paid millions of dollars are slaves but in the same way that we can see consistencies with uh the prison industrial complex we can see with the sports industrial complex owners own player bodies mm-hmm. and put them in harm's way mm-hmm. and have to insure those player bodies it's for the sake of their own victories yeah and their own wealth that's sick i get it i get it I understand. And I'm not saying that owners are inherently racist, but the way that people talk about players and their bodies, like they don't have autonomy is reminiscent of viewing them as slaves. Mm -hmm. So I can't divorce that, especially when you're just like making it all about the game or the playoffs. Yeah. The playoffs are about to happen, but I mean, God damn, a man almost died. Right. And you worried about what they're going to do about the game. Like what they're going to do about playoff position with two teams that were going to make the playoffs anyways. Like get the fuck out of here. And then also it's just all these type of, stupid leaps and bounds that all these bad actors have tried to like do like uh matthew i can't remember his name we've talked about him on here i think it's matthew walsh or whatever he was just like women are talking about football and women don't inherently understand football Mm -hmm. and if i had this is not a visual medium but if I had a picture of Matthew Walsh and I showed y'all, this nigga don't look like he ever played football a day in his fucking life. <laughs> so <laughs> the idea that I'm going to trust his word because he's a fucking man. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I know tons of women that love and breathe football. We're from yeah, the South. Especially then. going up in the South. Like, like yeah, like it's not uncommon. You cannot tell me that women don't understand football when i grew up around women that love football saturdays down south is a thing it's a religion for everybody yeah like fuck that shit y'all like y'all might get away with that shit like certain places but like nah i grew up around tons of women that love football tons of mamas that love football my mama don't know shit about sports but she know enough to support her babies Mm -hmm. and that's all she needed (laughs) to learn about the sport 
Like, but yeah, just the way that people are so callous about the way that they talk about bodies, especially young bodies who may be dying. That they're just disposable and they're just after thoughts. I don't like that shit. That's also why if I ever have a fucking son, he will never play fucking football. Yeah. That was a that hit could have happened to anybody on the field. It just it was just a bad hit. And I get that's the risk. But when I was 13, 14, 15, 16 years old and I was signing a waiver for my life, I didn't understand what that was about. You just wanted to play the game. Right. And I understand like we did tackling circuits and things to understand the right way to tackle. But even a right way to tackle that shit could happen. Should be happening because when you're in the middle of a game, you're not thinking about all that shit in the middle of a play. And nothing about that hit was dirty. Nothing about it was like not normal. Yeah, it was just like okay, yeah, it's a hit. He jumped right up and then he fell down, and it was that shit was disturbing. But yeah, I'm sorry. I felt like I hijacked. <laughs> No, um, it was it was definitely a poor choice for Skip to make that tweet, and I know he got ate up oh, by that. a lot of people. <laughs> I know niggas went in, bro. But then getting on the show and talking to Shannon about that, they're talking to Shannon the way he talked to him. Especially like because Shannon Sharp is one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, and I don't think people really be putting respect like this. This man has three Did he say Super in the Bowls. Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Before Tony Gonzalez and before Ron Gronkowski, Shannon Sharp was one of the greatest tight ends of all time. If Shannon Sharp, the way he played the game in the nineties and early two thousands, played. Now, he would be, he would have way more yards and everything than what he has. The game has just evolved. But somebody of that size being that agile and having that speed, he would be undefeated now. And I think a lot of people don't understand, like, they'd be thinking that he's just like Skip. No, Shannon Sharp is that nigga. Right. Shannon actually did something with an athletic career. That nigga still look like he could play in the NFL. What is Skip? What is Skip done? He at one time he was a coveted writer. He was uh, like he at one time he was one of the best journalists in America, but he has changed his thing to be just a shock jock almost. Mm-hmm. And I don't respect Skip. Fuck Skip. Shannon wasn't trying to do nothing but explain why he took a segment off. Yeah, and then Skip start jumping down his throat. To me, uh, I saw somebody else tweet this, so this isn't an ori- original opinion of mine. But somebody was like, "That's Shannon Sharp." I feel for Shannon Sharp because that is every black man or black woman who has tried to have to keep their cool in front of an irrational white person and keep their job. And every black person or person of color knows exactly what I'm talking about. And also, most women are going to know what I'm talking about. Mm. When you have an irrational white man 
saying outlandish shit, but you're trying to keep and your also job. cutting you off. Yes. Like, Being rude. Shannon was just trying to explain his absence for the one segment. Talk about how he felt about Skip's tweet and how he thinks he should have taken it down. Why he felt the way that he felt. But Skip couldn't let that happen. And in true white man fashion, he was like, everybody here liked it. And then Shannon was like, well, actually, Skip, our bosses told us that we should explain this and ran down a list of, I believe, everything Shannon said when he said that, because I, I have been in that position. You have been in that position. Mm-hmm. And most black and people of color or women have been in that position mm-hmm. where somebody made it up a complete lie yep. and tried to make you seem like you were being irrational. Trying to save face in public. Right. And then people just assume that the white guy in a suit is telling the truth. Nope. That he supported right. in his wretchedness when he's not. Yeah, fuck Skip Bayless. That shit pissed me off. I was hot right along with Shannon. Like, Shannon got, he went from zero to a hundred quick. And I understand why. Yeah. And also, like, Shannon Sharp is, every black person has an uncle like Shannon Sharp. True. Outspoken. But, I mean, that's why he's in the position that he's in. He's funny. He's good looking. And he's just confident. And he to makes see valid point, yeah, and then valid this, talking points, and to see somebody try to break down this black man on TV to save face for his stupid ass argument. Nah, fuck that. The fact that he had to walk out again, or almost walked out. I didn't finish watching the segment because after I saw him get mad and skip, put your glasses back on. I was like, oh yeah, nah. And those are two different incidents too. Yeah, those are the last like two weeks. It's been crazy, but yeah, we gotta get we gotta get Skip out of here. I know it ain't gonna happen, but it might happen. I wish there was a way. I saw a lot of white people mad because, like, also the other thing, like for a lot of football fans, if you'd have been in the game, which Shannon had been in the game and dominated the game, you ain't gonna disrespect his what he did on the field. And he tried to do that was saying that Tom Brady was better than Shannon oh, was. Oh, yeah. I've seen As, that, too. Like, how how come he's still playing at 45 and you quit at 35? And, right. And 35 is, like, dinosaur age. Back when, Especially when Shannon played, mm-hmm. people weren't playing. Past 25, 26. 35 was a, it's a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. Like, Shannon Sharp has. 35, 36? Hey, you can't like, and then plus Shannon Sharp looks like he could run some routes right now. Still, <laughs> this nigga is like almost sixty. He might be sixty. That nigga looks strong as fuck. That's he like like he can punch through concrete. I know that's like John Henry strong. Like he looks like he could race a fucking <laughs> locomotive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fuck Skip Bayless. Shannon like Shannon's just on camera being himself yeah like we know tons of p- 
people in our family or people we didn't met that act like Shannon Sharp. Down to the way they talk and everything. Like, that's a down-home-ass nigga. You got to respect that we ain't going to respect you the same way as him. Mm-mm. But if you delusional enough, you think that that's a threat to you instead of he bringing a heightened awareness to you. you that's the thing about racism. Racism will make people believe that it's a hindrance to them being in proximity to blackness. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, it's a benefit. Um, so we gotta talk. Look, all right, we gotta take a second. <sighs> all right, here's a question. One second. Let me. All right. So while we were gone. There was a big uh, trial that happened that split the online black community like it was OJ in 2022. I swear to God. Hey, it was black men and black women against each other. Or that's what the blogs and all these other type of people tried to make it do. Mm -hmm. So, um... Like we've talked about on multiple episodes on this podcast because this has been going on since 2020, which seems crazy. It really does. Like, like we were almost t- three years ago, two and a half years ago. It's insane. Um, so in 2020, everybody knows this shit. I don't, I have to do like a little bit better. 2020, Megan the Stallion was in an altercation with Tory Lanez. At the time, people didn't know what exactly happened, but later that year, I think like two months later, Megan came out and said, Tory shot her. Mm-hmm. In which, from the beginning, both people on this podcast have believed Megan the Stallion and have also been curious about why motherfuckers are like running with Tory Lanez like this. I swear. Like, honestly, we saw the evidence when it came out. Yes. She never changed her story about that part of it. It was nothing to go back and forth about. It was settled shit. Like niggas, when it came out, people were like, Oh yeah. Tory shot Megan. At the, at the time, people were like, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then all these blogs and all these other stuff start happening. Well, it was it was glad she didn't say what exactly happened. And I noticed that a lot of black men were using a lot of the rhetoric that uh, white privileged men have to do, have to say when a black person is a victim. Like, well, why didn't she go to the police? Why didn't she tell the truth to the cops? If she was a victim, why didn't she call? Blah blah blah. It's all the victim blaming. All the victim blaming that they do when you're not in the position of privilege or power in a situation. So we finally get to trial. Trial starts, uh, I believe, in November. We get Megan's testimony. We get all these other testimonies. And in the midst of all this, there's so much misinformation and disinformation that people collude themselves enough to where they don't know the difference between 
factual information and non-factual information. And these hip-hop blogs, which I won't say are black blogs because they're not. They're mostly run by young-ass white kids who have a point of view that's going to make money for them. Mm-hmm. So they make the most outrageous headlines and outrageous stories. Have been running amok with this case since 2020. All these new little different details coming out. Right. That is not backed up by any fact. All these culture vultures like DJ academics who I fucking hate with everything in my fucking body. Please defund DJ academics. I love hip hop. Hip hop is the first love of my life. Before I loved a woman, I loved hip hop. In my day, this is how I know I'm getting old. In my day, <laughs> a motherfucker like me wouldn't do certain shit because I'm not from certain areas in my life. I wouldn't say certain shit. I wouldn't talk on street shit mm-hmm. because I am not a street nigga. Don't make me soft or make me a soft black man like these new niggas. But it made not your ministry. That is not my ministry. (laughs) DJ Academics is one of these niggas that hides behind his fucking TV or a computer screen and thinks he's acting as a reporter for the streets Mm -hmm. when he ain't from the fucking streets at all. So a nigga like me ain't gonna respect him, and niggas from the streets ain't gonna respect him. It's two different ways that we around we arrive at the same path, but we don't fuck with this nigga. DJ Academics has been reporting complete lies, fabrications, the whole time. So, I can't remember what day it was. Um, at one point, apparently, information about the case leaked. And the jury allegedly was going to say that Tory was found not guilty. This information leaked on, say, Cheese, uh, No Jumper, on DJ Academics, and a whole lot of other places. And the most toxic-ass niggas were rejoicing. That was like, oh, that bitch lied and all this other shit. Then it came out later that day. None of that was true. (laughs) But niggas showed they ass for a whole fucking day. Thinking it was true. It was definitely a bitch that was lying, but it wasn't Megan. Exactly. (laughs) Realest nigga in the room. (laughs) But so I think the day after jury, uh, jury deliberation still going on. And then they report. All right. It's going to be a verdict in about an hour. So I'm bracing myself. I'm like, what the fuck's about to happen? Because I'm hoping what I know from all the information that's been presented happens, happens. And so Tory Lanez is found guilty of all three charges. Thank you, Lord. Look at God. Every single one. Every single step he takes, guilty will be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of people 
who were following these blogs were confused. They didn't understand. They didn't understand how there wasn't beyond a reasonable doubt. But anybody that was reading the case or following on with the case, it was, it was pretty simple. He wasn't charged with just like directly firing a shot at Megan. He was charged with recklessly handling a gun that resulted in the injury of Megan the Stallion, which is what she has said from the beginning and what all the evidence pointed to. But these illiterate ass niggas didn't fucking understand that shit and were thinking, oh, he didn't point the gun at her, so. He was just firing recklessly. Like, like, people are fucking dumb. I want her to drop a diss track so bad. I know. But <laughs> I just hope she just sues all these blogs and just takes all their money. True. Shuts them down. Like, does the Cardi B treatment. Like, that shit would be so fucking dope. But, like, a different, like, even the last episode we recorded. I was talking about the Tory Lanez thing and I was talking about like some of the niggas that I've had to like, like interact with who have made it to be like that. I am the nigga that's trying to play for like women Mm -hmm. or whatever. But the thing that I thought about, like with all this stuff is my level of masculinity or what may be toxic masculinity. I don't care. Fuck it, at this point, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I have the best intentions as anything. I feel like men are there to protect women. And especially protect women from toxic and evil-ass men. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely paternalistic, but I don't think paternalistic always has to have a negative connotation. I think men protecting women... Is what I feel like men are supposed to do. Yeah, it should just be inherent. And I, I understand that might be problematic at different times, but I feel like protecting women also involves believing women. And I think that a lot of guys trying to make it seem like it's a, like that sexual dynamics or relationship dynamics are men versus women. Mm-hmm. When really it's about keeping the toxic ones of our gender at bay and checking them. Like, if you are like a, an awful fucking man, I'm going to tell you about yourself. As you should. Right. And like, I'm not going to just choose the side of a man just because he's, he's a, a fucking man. man. Yeah. Like there's a uh famous uh YouTuber or uh streamer who one of his friends was accused of R A P E of another famous blogger. And um she came out said that this happened and everything happened and she filed a report and everything. And this guy came out, his name is Kai something. And he was just saying, well, I don't know this guy, but he does. He doesn't seem like the guy like, nigga, you don't fucking know him. 
I feel like I know who that is. The Kai dude. Does he have dreads? Yeah. Yeah, he's like some big. Yeah, he's like big in whatever space they're in. Like, uh, Blueface and his chick mm-hmm. were on his show. Yeah, I seen that. So he was just trying to, like, he was trying to, like, protect his nigga and everything in it. But I feel like, for one, he was protecting a rapist. And uh, fuck that shit. Fuck that. Hell no. But I feel like people don't understand that. Um, yeah, just choosing like men versus women's sides will put you in a lot of positions that you don't want to be in down the line. Mm-hmm. Believe victims when they say it. If they're not true, okay, we can go back from that. We can really go back from that. People act like you can't go back from a false accusation. No, you kind of can. Kind of can't. You can clear your name. But false accusations don't happen as much as people act like they do. And that's where the game get fucked up. People go out on a limb to protect other bitch-ass niggas. Not realizing that this is bitch-ass nigga behavior. And it's really honestly like dangerous because it just lets other niggas know that they can go out and do this fucked up shit and they have more of a chance to get away with it. Yeah, because my niggas gonna ride for me. Fuck that, nigga. Y'all will believe abusers when they admit to it, but they won't believe the victims. When they were coming out telling their story. Exactly. And that that shit don't sit right with me, but... (sighs) People will go out of their way to protect these awful ass people. And I don't think they realize that what you're telling to other people in your life who have been victimized, that you won't believe their stories. Mm -hmm. And all this shit made me realize that Y'all really don't talk to women. And y'all really don't know actual women. Because if a woman actually trusts you, she will tell you some of the horrible things that have happened to her. If she really trusts you. Yep. And once you've heard those things, you can't just be like, nah, I think, no. Yeah. Your friend? Yeah, he was fucked up. He was doing some fucked up shit. Like, once you have women that trust you and they tell you those things, you're like, okay. Yeah. I'm going to listen and I'm going to believe women because I've heard some of the most awful things in the world. And honestly, like, awful things have been happening to women for so long. Like... It shouldn't even be that hard to believe. Like, I, yeah, of course, there are women who abuse that and, you know, try to use that for their own gain. But it's it's an entire history of bullshit that has been happening to women just because they're women. Yeah. But we've been 
more or less conditioned to tune those out because, oh, she was looking for fame, even though the idea of a woman looking for fame through the most violent thing that ever happened. Why would her? Right. No. Nobody's going to do that. No. As if she need any more fame. Like, Megan don't need help getting fame. No. But niggas haven't taught to resent women so much that they will listen to the most insane idea ever and just be like, okay. Even though if you know, like I said, like if you have been blessed enough to have actual women as friends, you understand that. Because what, I mean, you know what I'm saying? What really is the benefit of sharing that shit? fame regardless you know what i'm saying like what what does it get anybody other than maybe some sympathy but it's like that shit go fade what can you do with sympathy really nothing but like we have really um conditioned people to believe that we are adversary i'm only speaking for like heterosexual relations that we are adversaries in this human experience and we're not. There are bad people on both sides. Don't get me wrong. That happens. But you can't let that stunt your growth emotionally to where you can't believe a victim when they say that they're a victim. Like, just, I wish people would just slow down for a minute and just like wait until official documents come out to decide you know what they want to believe instead of going off like if you believe somebody from jump that's one thing but to to be in disbelief of somebody's personal tragic story like instead of running your mouth about how it's a lie and how it's for fame and how it's you know all this bullshit Wait until some shit come out before you run your mouth about somebody lying. And also, like, with Tory, it's not lost on me that he was accused of beating Kelsey. So when you listen to that phone call from jail, it sounds like an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And for somebody to be like this man beat one woman and shot another woman it's not too far-fetched no i literally thought about it the day that uh the guilty verdict came in i know personally of three women who were killed by their partner last year damn it's not far-fetched the violence that happens to women. Like, so to go through these hypotheticals or hypotheticals <laughs> <laughs> of, oh, she was doing this, oh, she was doing that. Like, like when they tried to bring up with her lawyer, well, not her lawyer, with uh, Tori's defense lawyer, and he was trying to say that Megan was sleeping with this person or that person or whatever. None of that fucking matters. Yeah, it doesn't at all. It's all just it's another way shaming. to shame. Yeah, another way to shame a woman. And just look, 
my co-host <laughs> has taught me this a long time ago. Just because you know three people that somebody slept with <laughs> does not make them promiscuous. <laughs> and even if they were promiscuous, it doesn't fucking matter. That's their business. Right. That has who she was sleeping with has no bearing on the fact that she was shot. And if you don't arrive at that opinion, you are biased. Because if that's the case, it's just like, okay, well, if she was sleeping with him, wasn't he sleeping with her? Why aren't y'all using that against him the way y'all trying to use it against her? And that's my other thing. Like when people be trying to be like, well, she lied about this. She lied about that. Y'all ain't doing none of this fact-checking bullshit with Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez was saying that he didn't shoot Megan. Kelsey shot her. Meanwhile, you have a fucking eyewitness that the defense called that said that this short-ass nigga, and it was like the short guy, (laughs) was shooting. And, like, people jumped through hoops. To defend a whack-ass fucking nigga, bruh. And it's the fact that his parents came out caping for his ass. And they blame Rock Nation. Like, Jay, like bro, Jay-Z can't make us get title. <laughs> Jay-Z ain't got enough power to make niggas get title. I swear. But y'all think he could rig a whole fucking jury trial? His dad talking about where's Rock Nation. Nigga, where's Jay-Z? Nigga. Like, and then plus... Look, that Illuminati bullshit is a slippery slope till you start just saying anti-Semitic bullshit. Mm-hmm. Niggas ain't ready for that fucking conversation. <laughs> but yeah, like you blaming Jay-Z and Beyonce because Tory didn't want to... S- Who do they think Tory Lanez is? That's the real That's fucking question. the que- real question. I got into it with niggas acting like I... Like, this ain't R. Kelly for different reasons this is not look Robert Kelly musically is one of the most talented people of all time Tory Lanez ain't that Robert Kelly is a fucking monster but he is a musical genius Tory Lanez is not this musical genius that niggas act like he was. And I'm, we both were fully grown when Tory Lanez came out. We would be aware of the social impact of fucking Tory Lanez. He's not Chris Brown. I'm going to be honest. I can't name a Tory Lanez song. I, other than that song where he sampled uh, Blackstone, Say It. Uh, yeah, same. And look, niggas were trying to come at me a couple weeks ago. Uh, look, I hate I hate to say it. <laughs> Hope I don't sound ridiculous. I be knowing my music shit. I listen to all type of music. Tory Lanez is not no musical genius. Yeah, like for me, really like for me, like I appre- look, I can understand their appreciation of Chris Brown. I don't listen to Chris Brown, but I understand how people could be like, that's my goat. I get it. Especially if you're of a certain age. Ain't nobody 16 years will be like, Tory Lanez is my goat. What the fuck? No. Yeah. No. 
he was doing a lot of samples. He might have been hot, but bro, he was not. He didn't have what it takes to be a musical legend or any, no. anything unique, honestly. Look, I'm going to keep it 100% real. I took the mic off the thing just to be dramatic. I'm going to keep it 100% real. <laughs> if Bryson Tiller didn't take that fucking summer off. Tory Lanez would not have had a chance. Non-fucking-existent. Bryson Tiller sat down so Tory Lanez could crawl. Exactly. <laughs> nigga, we were grown when this happened. You can't be like, y'all, we just, yeah, no, nigga, we were here. We were outside, like Joe Budden them said. We were outside with this shit. Bryson Tiller had the streets a lot. Yeah. And Tory Lanez came up as Bryson Tiller B. And literally. And Bryson Tiller had like the little riders block and shit. And Tory Lanez was like, Oh, I got shit I can put out. That's how I look at I look at Tory Lanez's Bryson Tiller B. Mm-hmm. And you can't convince me that he is an A mic. He is not an A mic. He is a B mic as fuck. So fuck all this other shit. And fuck, look, y'all owe Megan an apology. A big one, honey. But she ain't gonna get none. No. Which I think is fucking sad. And then plus, all these people were talking about like, like when Party put out that thing where he was talking about like, he feels sorry for all women victims and stuff. They were like, oh, he just mad that he found out his bitch was fucking other niggas. They weren't together at that point, so that wouldn't that wouldn't have even mattered to him or made any difference. No, to their situation, bro. Megan Thee Stallion put out WAP before they were officially together. Right, she was clearly a sexual woman. Grown niggas don't give a fuck about shit like the shit right. that niggas be trying to act like they give a fuck about what you do in your past relationships or with your body does not have anything to do with me when i come into your life when you talk about like stuff like uh body counts and shit i know you ain't no serious you unserious as fuck yeah that's another insecurity red flag too that's a big insecurity red flag like if you're talking about body counts like nigga Get the fuck out of here. With a grown ass woman? We like, both 34 years old at this point. <laughs> Any nigga that would talk about a body count is not a it's serious a nigga. nigga. Yeah, like, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Like, everybody has been like. That's not even like some trauma shit that you haven't dealt with. That's some fucking social media just learned bullshit. Yeah. Like people like it's one thing to be like to have an insecurity because you just had a bad relationship or you've been cheated on before or you had multiple bad relationships back to back. Okay, that's one reason to have certain insecurities, but worried about somebody's body count is just some shit that you learned from these fucking niggas who have awful ass talking points on these podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. 
You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Bam, bam, bam.